all of God's kings and queens from around the world. Welcome to Journey with the Queen podcast. As in life, we are all on a journey with many interesting detours. As we go throughout life, we are in the continuous process of changing and developing over time. This podcast is focused on relationships, finances, and real life situations. I am your host, April Love, a trailblazer, entrepreneur, and a woman of the Most High God who believes that if you keep Jesus first place in your life, you will be resilient. Let's take a journey through this episode. Hello, everybody. Hello, kings. Hello, queens. I hope you all are doing well this week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Journey with a Queen. I am your podcast host, April Love, and it is a pleasure to be before you again another week. I'm coming to talk to you about something that is near and dear to my heart um, because I have experienced both sides. I think this is going to bless you as it has blessed me this week. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into this word that I want to share with you all. And I hope that you find it inspiring and that you would share it with someone else that needs to hear it. And I hope that it encourages you and blesses your heart. So today's uh, podcast episode is joy and pain. And I, like I said, experience both sides of joy and pain. What does it feel like to have joy And then what does it feel like to experience pain? Um, And so the reason why I thought that this topic would be a great one for this week is because I feel like so many people are experiencing one or the other or both in this season um, with so much going on. Um, I think that this is a great place to talk this week. So I look at joy and pain as a brother and sister relationship. And I feel that way because I believe they go hand in hand. Most people that have joy have experienced some some sort of pain, right? And vice versa. If you've experienced some type of pain, you also experience joy with that pain. And so I'm reminded, if you think of a pregnancy, I'm a woman, of course, and I've been pregnant twice or have two children. And if you think of a pregnancy, you experience the pain before you experience the joy of the baby, right? And so as you're going through your pregnancy and you're birthing your baby, you know, you may scream, you may feel intense pain as you're pushing the baby out. However, the end result when the baby is actually delivered and you're able to hold the baby, you have a joy that is like, it's just an unthinkable joy. It's a, a joy that you experience like no other. Okay, and so if you think of that example or analogy, that is an example where you experience pain and joy at the same time. Um, And I believe that this is the case in a lot of areas of our lives. And so I know for me um, and you guys that have been listening for a while, you may have heard part of my testimony as far as this later part of my life of what I've experienced that I never, ever thought that I would go through ever in life where I was physically um, abused by an ex-boyfriend who was a narcissist. Um, The night that we were in the car, out of nowhere, he just started acting really erratic and just, you know, it started by him grabbing my steering wheel 
and which forced me to pull over because I'm like, we, we're either going to crash or something bad is going to happen, right? And so this particular night, I experienced the worst pain as far as physical pain that I believe I've ever experienced because not only was it physical pain tied to it was a mental pain and emotional pain. And it was just something that I've never experienced before, which left me feeling like, wow, you know, why did this happen to me? In that moment, that's how I felt. And so after he pulled the steering wheel and I pulled over, then he assaulted me, you know, over and over in the vehicle. And then outside of the vehicle, he tried to assault me again, which I eventually got away from him. But I'm saying this to say that I experienced a whole lot of pain that night. And then when God took me through my healing um, time with him alone in isolation, out of that came joy. So I'm very joyful today because I know that God brought me to where I am now. And I give him all the glory because I know that I could not be where I am today and I'm still strong um, without him being with me through this process. So I am now standing in joy and no longer in pain because of God's goodness, you know, because he healed me and brought me through this, you know, relationship that I should have never been in. And so I went through a lot of pain but on the flip side of that, I am now experiencing the joy of the Lord, the Lord, excuse me, which is why I stated from the beginning that I believe that they go hand in hand. Right. And so if you have if Jesus is in your heart, you probably have a lot of joy. If you walk past a person, you just see they're really bubbly and very you know, happy and they smile and they speak and things like that. They probably have joy in their heart. And so I'm reminded of the song by Frankie Beverly and Mays that's called Joy and Pain. That's a good song for this conversation. And if you have a chance to go listen to it, Frankie Beverly and Mays is who sings it and it's called Joy and Pain. But that song is a very old song. And I can remember my parents listening to that song when I was younger. And, they, you know, it's still being played even today. But I believe that joy and pain goes hand in hand and you cannot have one without the other. No matter what season of your life you're in, you're going to experience both at some point in time. And I, I honestly feel like you can experience it every, you know, every so often, sometimes every day. I don't know. It, every person is different. Um, you may not be in pain every day, but, you know, if you're experiencing joy every day, that's a blessing. But we do know that pain and suffering comes along with joy. So let's talk about pain. What is the basic definition of pain? It's physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. And so from my previous two examples, the physical suffering definitely was there. And it's, it was a discomfort that was caused by an uh, injury that I, that I encountered through the physical assault. So that's the definition of pain, but I also want to talk about the spiritual definition of pain. So spiritual pain is a self-identified experience of a personal discomfort or actual or potential harm. 
And it's normally triggered by a threat to a person's relationship with God or, you know, in my situation, God. When we go through difficulties that we cause harm to for ourselves, it definitely grieves the father because he doesn't want to see us go through unnecessary pain. And I can say that for myself, that that was very unnecessary pain that I experienced those 11 months of being with a narcissist. And I say that because I should have never been in that relationship. You know, the Holy Spirit was telling me from the beginning that, you know, he was giving me red flags and things to see and telling me that that was not for me. And, you know, sometimes we're disobedient and disobedient can lead to personal discomfort, you know, and that can cause um, for your relationship with, you know, with God to be threatened. Um, also, spiritual pain, you can experience triggers from the pain that you go through. And so if it's unnecessary, we don't want to do that because it, it it's unnecessary for us, which harms us, but it also grieves the father. So I hope that definition was very clear. Um, let's talk about joy. So joy, the basic definition is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Okay. But if we look at the spiritual definition of joy, this one is better. It's a lasting emotion that comes from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promises. And if you're wondering, like, what does God promise about his about joy? I'm going to touch on a few scriptures that God gives us in his word that are promises to us that we can stand on, that are truly lasting emotions that come from trusting God. If you trust God, then a lot of times those um, thoughts that come in your mind that would try to deter you from believing the word of God, if you stand on God's word, that will trump and overrule those feelings. Biblical joy is more than a happy feeling. So happiness is different, definitely different from joy. And I know that because if you think of happiness, if you have a whole lot of food and you're a foodie, that's going to make you happy, right? But if you're in a bad mood, that food may not give you that same feeling of happiness. Joy is a lasting emotion, which means that if you have food or you don't have food, you're going to be, you're going to be content. You're going to be joyful and happy regardless. So I feel like joy is a lasting emotion and happiness. It, it can determine on off of your situation, your circumstances, you know, what you could be facing, what you may be going through. And so that is a changing emotion that ne doesn't necessarily last. So um, I believe that joy is better than happiness. And so joy is a spiritual discipline as well. And it mark and it's a mark of obedience. So a lot of times if we are obedient to God, then he will make sure, make sure that we are experiencing joy in the midst of sorrow, right? In the midst of suffering. And like I said, happiness, it, you know, can be determined off of our emotions or our circumstances or what's going on in that moment. So I truly believe that it's better to have joy than it is to have happiness. But as I stated, joy and happiness, joy and pain is, is brothers and sisters, or we can call them cousins. 
So I wanted to touch on just a few scriptures that talks about joy. And the first one that I want to start with is John 17 verses, verse 13. And it says, now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world. So they would be filled with my joy. And this is Jesus talking to, basically talking to us. Now I am coming to you. I told them. That means the disciples. That means the people. That means us. I told them many things while I was with them in the world. So they would be fulfilled with my joy. And the reason why I say us is because we're reading his word now. He left this for us. Even though he was talking to them during that time when he was here on earth, the joy is still for us to be filled with his joy. So that was John 17, 13. The next scripture that I want to touch on is Psalm 16, 19. Psalm 16, 19. And it reads, and I'm going to read this particular Scriptures, scripture from the message version, because I like how it, how it reads. And it says, I'm happy from the inside out and from the outside in. I'm firmly formed. I love this because, again, if you're happy from the inside out and then you're happy from the outside in, that's joy. And nothing is, can change that emotion or that feeling because you're firmly formed. So I thought that was a great uh, promise um, in the word of God that is talking about joy. And if we read it in a different translation, I'm going to jump over to the King James version and it reads, therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. So these are promises from God that tells us that we can have joy. We can definitely experience joy now, no matter if we are going through sufferings, no matter, you know, what the case is, we can have and experience true joy. The last scriptures that I'm going to read is going to come from Matthew and it's chapter five. It's verses three through 12. The reason why I feel that this is a key um, chapter and verse is because it's the Beatitudes. If you all remember the Beatitudes that Jesus gave on the um, Sermon of the Mount, he gave these Beatitudes to show us that if we follow them, it even shows us how we can be blessed. And so I'm going to start at verse three and I'm going to go to verse 12. And it says, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. I believe that is so beautiful. Just that first verse of the Beatitudes. God blesses those who are poor. And this isn't talking about poor by finances or anything like that. This is talking about the spirit. So, and realize their need for him. And to be honest, I know that I need the Lord at all times. For the kingdom of heaven is there. So he's telling us as one of the first Beatitudes that the kingdom of heaven is ours. 
God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So see, mourn, when you mourn, there's some type of pain behind mourning, right? Most people say when there's a death, you mourn, but that's pain. But God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And how many of you all out there can attest that God has definitely comforted you through mourning, whether it was of a loved one, a friend, or, you know, a relationship that, you know, may have been snatched up under your feet, but God comforted you. I can definitely say that God was there for me in the darkest season of my life and comforted me, you know, healed me, delivered me, and set me free from all of the torment that I experienced. And verse five says, God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. So it is important to be humble. Humble people are definitely joyful. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. So this is another great example of the Beatitudes. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right. There we go. You can hear pain all through that. Who are persecuted. P and P, persecuted. You feel pain when you're persecuted. But when you do right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when, you, when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. This verse, it reminds me of what the smear campaign is. Um, if you ever heard of a narcissist that goes around and just lies and tell people about you, tell lies about you and mock you and make up things that aren't even true to make you look like the bad person when in reality it's them, that's the smear campaign. But God says he blesses people. So if you're being mocked or per persecuted or lied on, you don't have you don't have to do anything. Let God vindicate you. Let vengeance be the Lord because he said that it is. But what he did say is that he will bless you. Right? He will bless you. He said God blesses you when people mock you. So don't go after people that do evil things to you that cause you pain and causes you, you know, stress and things like that, because God is, God sees everything. He knows the pain that you're facing from being mocked and being persecuted and being lied on because you follow him and he knows that you have a good heart or that you are, you know, one of his children. He'll do the vindication for you. Verse 12 says, be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. So a lot of times we go through a lot of pain, but on the other side of the pain that we experience, joy is waiting. Joy is waiting. So take this word and just let it soak into your spirit and know that if you are experiencing any type of pain right in this moment, that God is with you. He knows what you're experiencing. And he will bring you through that. He will turn that same pain into joy. So go out and be great. I hope that this message blessed you today. It definitely blessed me. And I hope that you would be kind and share it with someone that can use 
this information that will encourage them to push through the pain because on the other side of the pain is joy. God bless you all. I hope that you all have a wonderful week and come back next week to listen to another episode. This is April Love with Journey with a Queen podcast. Shalom.